Welcome to the Everything Leaves podcast. I'm Kevin Papetti here with Nick D'Souza, writer at the Leaves Nation. We're doing an emergency podcast today, Nick. Uh, working on my lunch break here just to, to get a pod in here. We have a trade to announce. So, Kasperi Kapanen is on his way back to Pittsburgh. He came over in the Kessel deal. Uh, and Pontus Aberg, Jesper Lindgren going that way as well. Not that they're you know a huge part of that trade. But in return, the Leafs get Pittsburgh's first-round pick this year, 15th overall. They get Philip Hallander. We'll get into more details on him later, but he's a solid, you know, maybe a third, third-line prospect, more or less. And then Evan Rodriguez. Um, there is one uh, other player, David Rorovsky. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, he, he looks to be more for the Marlies. But Nick, a pretty significant trade, getting the 15th overall pick, dealing Kapanen. What's your general thoughts on this trade? Yeah, uh, I'll start with, with Kapanen. Um, I thought, well, I think everyone knew that at least one of Kapanen, Kerfoot, or Janssen would have to be traded. And, you know, the other two might get traded, but we'll, we'll have to see with that. But um, I thought it was going to be Kapanen. I tweeted out a couple days ago saying that I didn't think he was going to return this year. Uh, next year, sorry. I think a lot of people expected a really good season from him this past year, and Kapanen just really didn't show it for me. I think he has all the tools, just hasn't really been able to put the toolbox together. Um, you know, obviously they have Marner and Nylander ahead of him. Um, you know, when those guys went down in it with injury or, or for whatever reason, I just don't think that Kapanen has looked like a top six player playing with either Tavares or uh, Matthews. He hasn't looked very good on the left wing, and I think in these playoffs in particular... And even just throughout this whole year, he hasn't looked like he can be the play driver on that third line. He had a pretty pretty rough season. So um, I felt like if, it was, if there was ever a time to trade him, it was now. And obviously they pulled the trigger and what a haul they had they got for him. Yeah, so I think it's definitely a, a win for the Leafs at first glance. Obviously, like the trade happened 10 minutes ago, so we're, we're giving our first impressions here. But uh, the 15th overall pick, it's a very strong draft. That alone seems like a good deal for Kapanen. I would have moved Kapanen for that. Um, I guess the question we're going to have coming up now is do they trade that pick uh, for someone that can help immediately or are they planning to use that pick? Um, and then we can get into what kind of players are available around 15 or should be available then. But it's a deep draft and you're going to get a pretty darn good player there, uh, especially the way the Leafs have drafted of late. Um, and then you have Hollander, who's a nice add-in there. Uh Hollander played on the same uh, Sweden teams as, as Sandine. I pulled up my notes on him from Nielenka. So he's about a, he's a 6'1 left winger. He's an okay skater. I'm a little bit higher in skater skating than most. Uh, probably more of a third line type of prospect. He, he was about half a point per game in the SHL. He plays with Noel Gundler, who you know the Leafs would definitely have a chance at, I would think, at 15. Um, so they could reunite them. We'll see. Um, and, and then... Evan Rodriguez is an interesting player. Uh, his impacts weren't great this year. He just had the 10 points. But if you look at, at something like RIPM from last year, they're quite high on him. He's a guy that can play wing or center. Uh, he did make $2 million this year, so I'm not sure in terms of what he'll make next year, given that he just had 10 points this year. Um, but I would think that you know the Leafs might might offer him $1 million or something. Um, you know Maybe they try him at third-line center. I think it's at least possible. I think he's a good underrated center. Um, from what I remember him, of him, but really, I thought I thought 15 was was enough, and everyone else is just kind of a bonus. Yeah, I thought Evan Rodriguez was interesting. Obviously, he's probably like 
the third or fourth best piece in this, even if you include the salary cap, which is um, which is big for a team that's kind of up against it this summer. But um, Evan Rodriguez, I think he's going to be with the team next year. I would hope that he's going to be more of a fourth line center. I think that um, just his, his whole toolkit kind of fits that a little bit more. A guy that, like you said, this year the impacts weren't, I wouldn't say they were bad. I think they were pretty even. Um, but 2018, 2019, they were very good. Um, and he's he's had a history of, of pretty good defensive impacts, which is exactly what they need on that fourth line. So um, also, it's interesting with him because when this, um, sorry, this year, this past year, he was more of a fourth liner, had some minutes with the third line. But uh, last season, so that would be 2018, 2019, when he had those really good impacts, he had some time on the second line. So uh, I definitely don't expect him to be that high, but you know, it's nice to see him have good impacts as recently as last year on in the top six. But like I said, I think he's going to be on the fourth line, uh, especially if they're able to, to sign him for a lot cheaper than what he is right now at $2 million. Yeah, he is really interesting because um, look, just looking at his hockey DB right now, uh, he had 29 points in 74 games, so over, and that's last year. So over over 82-game season, like he's a 30-point center. That's pretty close to what Kerfoot is. And then the year before, he was over half a point per game in Buffalo. So, you know, if he's going to sign for, you know, 1.5, like if, if he's willing to take a pay cut after uh, just 10 points in 45 games this year, then he might be a fit. He's he's from Toronto, so he's a hometown kid. Uh I'm I'm curious to see if he's going to replace Kerfoot because they could save quite a bit there. Kerfoot's making, I believe, 3.5. I would expect Rodriguez to make two at the most. So you could save 1.5 there. I'm going to be watching Rodriguez pretty closely. Um, going to go watch some of, some of those Pittsburgh games or some of the Buffalo games from this year to get a better look at him. Uh, but I know uh, Allen, uh, loser points on Twitter, uh, he writes for the... Tampa Bay's SB Nation site, Raw Charge, and he wrote an article, I believe, on Evan Rodriguez uh, last year as a good under-the-radar player for Tampa to get. He didn't have the same type of impacts this year, but uh, I do think this is a, a he's got a chance to be a good underrated player uh, at first glance. Um, the only thing I'll say about Kapanen is, you know, he wasn't really working in the top six with, with Marner or Nylander. I didn't really li- like him paired with them. I like guys that are a little bit more... Like more like Janssen, hard nose, go to the net. Um, I, I so I, I think Kapanen was kind of bound to go. Uh, we were actually planning on doing a um, the two of us were planning on doing a off season preview podcast, and we were, I think we were both kind of in agreement that uh, Kapanen was the most likely to go. Don't think we expected it to be this early, but um, I think you look at the Leafs now what they can do, Nick, and and they can either make that pick at fifteen or they could. They could trade it, and now they have, you know, three point two in cap space to, to go out and try to get a defenseman here. Yeah, this this just made the off season extremely interesting because that first round pick is a great asset to have when you're looking at trades going forward this summer. Um, they still have guys that they could move. Um, I look at or guys that they probably will move. I look at guys like Bracco, who obviously this year he didn't really have a great season, and his value is probably a little bit lower than in the past, but. Uh, look at Bracco, Janssen's a guy who might be moved, Engvall is a guy who might be moved. Um, so they still have the trade chips to move some of some of these like bottom six fringe NHLer guys. And the, having that first round pick just is a huge kind of deal sweetener that they have in their back pocket now. So 
I, I would be not, not a huge draft guy myself, but, you know, just from reading, you know, uh, good draft content from yourself, obviously, and, and from other people, uh, it seems like this draft is going to be extremely deep. So I wouldn't mind if they did keep that 15th pick, um, especially if you can get a guy like Gundler. Like, that would be crazy. Um, but if one of those guys drops. So, but again, I mean, this just made it extremely interesting. Yeah, I think it's just a clear win. Even the, f- the first overall pick was a clear win. Uh, Aberg and uh, Lindgren are Marley's, so I don't think they really, you know, move the dial much. Um, but, but yeah, now they have some room to maneuver here. I think, um, and we, we're kind of prepared here because we're going to do the off-season preview podcast in the next day or two. But um, I think, you know, if, if if I'm Minnesota and I get offered that first for Brodeen, I'm probably taking it. They need to, to try to get centers, uh, good young centers in the draft. Uh, I mean. I, I think one year Brodeen for for fifteenth is is a pretty good deal, and I was uh, I was interested in, in moving someone like Kapanen for Brodeen uh, a week ago. So you know I do wonder if the Leafs kind of go that route now and and they flip it. But there's certainly just a ton of options available in the draft if they do want to keep that pick. Yeah, and and that's kind of a good segue. So let's say you know most of the guys that are supposed to go top ten go top ten. Who are your targets at 15 if they decide to keep the pick? So the two guys I'd be looking at, it's first, it's a forward-heavy draft. So the only real, there's two top defensemen, Jamie Drysdale, who's definitely going to be gone, and there's Jake Sanderson, who's most likely to be gone. Um, my two that I think are realistic to be there would be Rodion Amirov and Seth Jarvis. So the, the top 10, it should be... Like, the guys that should be gone for sure, uh, Lafreniere, Byfield, Tim Stutzla, Michael Rossi, Jamie Drysdale, Cole Perfetti, Alexander Holtz, Lucas Raymond. If Lucas Raymond is somehow there, or even, like, at 13 or 12, I'm trading up. I think he's going to be phenomenal. Um, and, and then, I think I said Perfetti, uh, Askarov, the goalie from Russia, uh, I expect him to be gone. So there's, there's plenty, like, those guys are probably... Definitely off the board. Anton Liddell will be the other one I forgot. Um, but one of Amirov or Jarvis should be there. Amirov is one of my favorite players. Uh, he's he's the year older in this draft, so we've seen him quite a bit. He's a left wing. Uh, actually plays the right wing a little bit as well. Uh, he's bigger. I want to say he's about 6'1", 6'2". I want to say 6'1". Uh, fast. Really good in, in transition. Uh just seems like a winning hockey player. Like he's he's a good two way player because he's fast and he's big. He's not all that physical. He's more of like a modern, uh, modern winger. But I, I do think that he's going to be a top six winger. I think he's pretty close to NHL ready. Uh, I don't know if he'll go right in year one, but I think by year two he's got a good chance. Just a talented player. I like him more than P- Pod Colson, who went tenth to Vancouver last year, and I like P- Pod Colson. So Amirov is definitely. Uh, I've been, I, I, I message, uh, Will Scouch or scouting on Twitter all the time. And I think throughout the year, uh, probably about like 20 times we've said like, I love Amirov and I thought the Leafs had no chance at getting him. I wasn't expecting the Leafs to be in that picture, but, uh, if, if he's available, I think he's, uh, I think he's going to be a top six winger. I'm, I'm taking my chances on him. I just think, you know, he's safe and he's got tons of upside. The other guy would be Seth Jarvis. Jarvis is a, a smaller uh, center slash right wing. I think he's going to end up on the right wing. He played on Byfield's 
wing at the Holinka, uh, and was pretty good. So he's he's pretty quick, elusive. He's smaller. I want to say he's about five ten, um, but a, a pretty good trigger man. He, he scored forty two goals in Portland this year, uh, so he can he can score from his shot. He can score in the slot. Uh, he played the middle of the one three one at the Holinka, I believe, and then just a really good playmaker as well. Uh, almost like uh, I'm trying to think of it's not uh, he's not Marner he's going in the middle of the first but um, he is kind of you know you're kind of hoping he's the next Kaylor Yamamoto or Yamamoto Light so uh, he had a huge year in, in Portland 98 points in 58 games as a draft eligible uh, he, he's kind of been on the radar for a while because he was on the top line at the Alenka so th- that's another guy I'd be looking forward but you're, you're you are adding someone who is going to have considerable value down the line. And for, for Kapanen, I'd, I'd rather, I think I'd rather have the 15th overall than Kapanen. Oh, definitely. I'm going to keep drilling you with, with draft questions right now because I think that now, all of a sudden, like especially in Leafs land, you know, it's, it's kind of difficult for, I guess, um, you know, fans that haven't really looked into the draft thus far, just knowing that they haven't had a first-round pick. But now it's like, this is now mainstream for every single Leafs fan knowing that they have this pick. So um, we usually see every single year one player that's projected into the top 10 drop. And I mean, it's only five picks. 15th is, is obviously really close to top 10. So who would be your player that you could see dropping out of the top 10 and a guy that you'd be excited to, to for the Leafs to draft at 15? Uh, that's a good question. So I think for sure, for sure, who's gone, like Lafreniere's going one, Byfield Stutzler are definitely gone, Drysdale's definitely gone, uh, I think Cole Perfetti's definitely gone, just based on where he was in McKenzie's rankings. Um, the goalie is interesting, Askarov, because, you know, I, I've seen him, I, I, he's the tough one to evaluate for me, because he's a goalie, I'm not a goalie expert, but uh, kind of like Spencer Knight last year, he's, he's supposed to be like a, a definite starter um you know goalies are kind of voodoo i don't think we could say that for sure but he is one of the better goaltending prospects we've seen in the last decade so if he falls like that's definitely the high upside pick because you could be getting like the next vasilevsky uh the next carter hart uh the next spencer knight not that knight's established himself yet but um i think if, if he somehow falls you definitely have to consider it just because you know, what we've seen with Philly this year, if you have a goal, one of the best goalies on an entry-level contract, you're, you're going to have a good time. Like You're going to have tons of cap space for, for, for everywhere else. Um, Lundell, if he's there, I think would be my pick as well. He's 12th on McKenzie's rankings. He's like a very NHL already. I think he'll play in the NHL next year. He could be the third-line center for the Leafs like this year. Um, so if he's there, I think that might be the natural pick just because you know, the Leafs are contending, and if he happens to be there, um, you know, sure, he's he's kind of like a, he doesn't have the same offensive upside as, you know, someone like Lucas Raymond or, or someone like, you know, the, the guys that are more in the top seven or eight, but he is a very good two-way center, probably the like great defensive game, uh, and, and he was Finland's number one offensive option, like, for years now, so he's a, he's a known player, he's older, on the older end of this draft. Um, I like him more than someone like Kakaniemi. I think he's going to be a similar player in terms of providing quite a bit of defense. Uh, if he's there at 15, you can just plug him in your lineup and, and get a cheap third-line center right away. I, I do think he's got, like, I think he'll be a second-line center. That's my expectation. Um, but he's there at 12, so I don't think he'll be there. But um, the other thing, too, is, like, if you're at 15 and he's there at, you know, 12 or 13, 
Do you look to trade up? Um, you could. Uh, if Raymond is there, if Lucas Raymond, he's sixth. I know Wheeler has said that uh, he doesn't expect him. Like, apparently scouts aren't as high on him than, like, the hockey Twitter is. I have Raymond fourth right now, so if he's there, like, at 10 or 11, I'm looking to trade up. Okay. Yeah, you know, honestly, after seeing the past few drafts and obviously Robertson falling to the Leafs in the second round, and I know Lilligren was supposed to go at least top 15 to top 10 that year that the Leafs drafted him. I have no trust in any of the NHL GMs, so I'm expecting a good player to drop to 15, obviously. Uh, so I'm hoping it's it's one of those. Uh, if, if it's Lucas Raymond, I mean that that would be crazy. Yeah, Raymond's a, Raymond is like Mini Marner. He is just he's tiny, but he's a great playmaker. He can score. He's hard nosed. He's going to penalty kill even though he's small. Uh, he just competes really well. Uh, he's a star uh, in the making. I think I think he's going to be a sure top six winger. I don't think he'll be there. Um, I could see Leafs fans wanting someone like Sanderson. He's like really good defensively, but he has a left shot. I think defensemen just take longer. Um, I don't think Sanderson will be there at 15. Um, you know, I would, I prefer Jarvis and Amirov to Jack Quinn, but Jack Quinn has good hands, is a good scorer for Ottawa. Like, if, if someone like Roth, like, I don't think Rossi would be there, but if, if someone is like surprisingly there at 10 or 11, then I think you look at trading up because, you know, I have, I have quite a bit of faith. Like, I remember when Edmonton traded for the Barzell pick. Right, like if someone's there, you just do it. Um, I, I'm not. I know that trading down works out better most times, but if I'm confident enough in the player, I'm, I'm willing to trade up. So the, I guess the other guy I would say is Holtz. He's ranked ninth on McKenzie's ranking, so that's not a huge drop to 15. But uh, he's just a, a great scorer. He's got a great shot. He's quick. I mean, he's, he doesn't do much else. He's he's more of like a, a pure scorer. But you know, that's a 30 plus score i think in the future so if someone like that is there at even 11 12 maybe you look to move up but uh i think the most realistic for me would be amir over or seth jarvis it's just unbelievable how much flexibility they have with this trade not not even you know obviously the cap space is huge but just that first round pick just that ability to to move up a couple picks and draft someone that good or if they want to trade that pick down now, I mean the 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 possibilities, or even trade it, like the possibilities right now because of that first round pick is is endless. And this this um, management has shown that they can be creative, and they're not just kind of going to make those straightforward deals like forward for a defenseman that you know might look like yes, it it might help, but you're taking away one thing to add to another. And and uh, you know I'm just really excited after seeing this deal today. Like what a trade for the Leafs. Yeah, I think this is, you know, I, I'll still say the Muzzin deal is the best out of the Dubas, but you know, this is a the biggest win at uh, at first glance. I think, you know, they paid fair value for, for Muzzin. It was just a win because he fit the Leafs' needs so much, but I think this is like a clear win. Um, I would take Amir over Jarvis over Kavanaugh, even though they're, they're not NHL ready yet, uh, pretty quickly. And then he just gives you so much flexibility, like, if someone like Brodeen's available and that's the way you want to go, like if, if Dubas is set on trading this pick, I, I think any team can take a 15th overall pick and pick their guy, pick the guy they really like. Um, for me, it might be Amira, but for someone else, it could be Dawson Mercer. It could be, you know, whoever they like. Like if Minnesota's trying to get their, their future franchise center, they can get two, two first round picks in the top 15 and take two centers. Like they're laughing. So like if, I don't know if, if Minnesota would do 
you know, Kapanen for a Brodian because maybe they're saying, okay, we don't really need right wing right now. Um, we're looking just at center, so that doesn't really work for us. But now you just have so much flexibility uh, if a move comes up. Uh, I remember when, when Dougie Hamilton got traded for, I think it was 13 and, and something else. But yeah, you do have just a lot more options now in terms of, you know, if there's a pretty good defenseman available and you want to make a move for that right shooting guy to pair with Riley, uh, I, I do think that you have some options now that, that you didn't before today. So, yeah, just plenty of flexibility. I really like Hollander as like a, a depth winger. I think he could be a third line left wing. Like he's pretty skilled, pretty big. Just a pretty well-rounded player. He doesn't really have clear weaknesses. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is a this is a nice win for the Leafs. They have some cap space now. And Nick, I think we're gonna have to get back together to do an off-season, the rest of the off-season preview pretty soon. Yeah, exactly. I think one thing that now looking forward that the Leafs kind of have to figure out is how do you replace Kapanen? I know that this year they had a ton of trouble getting production from that third line. Uh, Kapanen didn't have a good year, but you know, he was still a pretty positive contributor there into that third line. So uh, whether that whether the organization has belief that Alexander Barabanov, guy that they just signed a couple months ago during the quarantine, um, he's going to come in at, at a really cheap value at a really cheap price. Um, I have projected him based on what I've seen more as a fourth liner, uh, a guy that could step up into third. You know, if there's an injury. I really like his skill set. I think he's really good on his edges. He's got that feistiness, and he likes to go to the dirty areas, and he has enough skill where he can make plays in tight. Uh, kind of kind of almost everything that Kapanen's not. He's, he's Barabanov's a lot more of an east-west player, um, and a guy, like I said, can play in the tight spaces, something I felt that Kapanen couldn't. Obviously, there's going to be a ton of adjustment for Barabanov when he comes to when he comes to North America and, and plays in the NHL. Uh, we've seen that in the past, but we've also seen players that come in like Ilya Mikheyev and you know right away they look really good. Um, so it'll be interesting with that. They also, like you said, have that that cap space now that they could look to you know right away replace Kapanen uh, with a legitimate third liner that could potentially move up to the top six if there's an injury, something Kapanen could not do. Um, so I think definitely on our next podcast, we need to talk at some targets because uh, I know I have a little list going on. I'm sure that you do as well. Yeah, I think um, like as of now, like they don't have, they, I guess the last thing I'll say is they don't have to sign Evan Rodriguez. Uh, he made $2 million. I, I assume he'll take a pay cut because of the season he had. I don't think he's going to get more elsewhere, especially given the cap situations around the league. Um but, you know, if he takes a discount, you're, you're probably right around the cap right now. Um, so, I, like, if they did nothing else, you, I think you go, you know, Hyman, Matthews, Marner, Janssen, Tavares, Nylander, then you have Robertson replace Kapanen and go Robertson, Kerfoot, Mikhaev, there's your top top nine. But um, they are, I think we're, we're certainly going to see uh, if they do get a defenseman, and I do expect them to go out and get a defenseman. Um, if they do that, then, you know, maybe, maybe Janssen moves, maybe Kerfoot moves now that you have Rodriguez. Uh, maybe you don't sign Rodriguez and you have a little bit of cap space to go out, to go out and do something. So it's going to be interesting. We'll, we'll get more into the rest of the offseason uh, probably next episode. But, uh, Nick, I think we can, I mean, we got some something excited to talk about today. We have Definitely. Uh, a good trade, I think, for the Leafs. We both agree there. and. Uh, some some pretty exciting young talent, whether it be the first 
or at least a chance at some pretty exciting young talent with the 15th pick and Philip Howlander. So uh, thanks everyone for listening and we'll see everybody next week.